Hey there, Pearlside Small Group Leaders. Thank you for joining us for another Small Group Leaders podcast where we help you prepare to lead your small group. This is uh, Pastor Billy. I'm here with uh, Lex and Lomibao, our downtown campus minister. And um, we, we are diving into uh, week two of our series, Battle Ready. And, um, you know, I, I don't think it's any coincidence, you know, the Holy Spirit led us to preach on this far before the uh, war in Israel began. Um, but I do think it's appropriate that we understand the need for us to be equipped spiritually and how to handle these situations as they come up. And, um, you know, I just want to quickly just kind of comment a little bit on that, you know, that what we're seeing going on in the Middle East is a demonstration of the spiritual battle that goes on around us all the time, where the enemy wants to come to steal, kill, and destroy. John 10.10 mm -hmm. says that's his whole thing, and we're seeing that play out. And the, the level of human tragedy and the level of evil that we're seeing happen uh, in that war uh, just reveals the, the the devil's tactic to destroy. He wants to destroy and pit nation against nation, and that's what we're seeing happen. And we see it play out even here with the division and the animosity in our own country over yep. this, and that the enemy wants to come and divide because he knows, as Jesus said, a house divided against itself cannot stand. And so the enemy is trying to bring division everywhere he can. And that's why, you know, we as a church need to need to stand for the gospel and we need to preach and proclaim the gospel because really it's the, only the gospel that can br bring unity and reconciliation in this broken world. I want to read to you real right. quick. Galatians 3, uh, 28 says, In Christ there is neither Jew nor Gentile, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Both the Arabs and the and the Jews are claiming that the, the, they are the rightful heirs of Jerusalem and, and the, the Israel region because they are Abraham's seed. Right. It goes back to Isaac and Ishmael. They, they both claim to be Abraham's seed. But what the scripture tells us here in Galatians is that if you're in Christ, you're neither Jew nor Gentile. We are Abraham's seed. Mm. The church is in Jesus Christ. Because if you think about it, there is no quick solution to this war. You know, the, the, it's, it's going to be going on. It's been going on for 4,000 years. This is a 4,000-year-old land dispute over that region. It's going to continue to go on. There's no easy solution other than Jesus Christ showing up. The Jews and the Arabs get saved and realize we are all one people in Jesus Christ. That there is no, there is no division in Christ. And I know that that may be challenging for some of us, but we have to realize that we live for a higher kingdom, not the kingdoms of this earth, the kingdom of God. And where the enemy wants us to pick sides and to be further divided, I think Jesus wants to unite us under him by his blood and through the cross. And so whenever I hear of these things happening in the world, my first perspective is, well, this is why we do what we do as the church. This is why we preach the gospel. This is why we work so hard to make disciples, because the only thing that can bring peace is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so I, I share that to say, and you know, there's so much more you know, we could talk about about this, but in our small groups, let's not let it devolve into who's right, who's wrong, picking sides over Israel right. or Palestine. We all have our opinions on that, and that's fine. But let's keep it focused on the main thing. Because remember, in Acts 1, when Jesus resurrected from the dead, the disciples said, are you at this time going to restore Israel? Are you at this time going to restore? Because if you remember, at that time, the Romans were occupying Israel. And if anyone should have been upset and wanting to bring the nation of Israel back at that moment, it would have been Jesus. And if anyone had the power to do it, it was Jesus post-resurrection. And so his disciples were all excited. Are you at this time going to defend and establish Israel? And Jesus said, it's not for you to know the times or the dates, but, but you will receive power to be my witnesses. In other words, what he's saying is, that's none of your business when I restore the nation of Israel. But your job is to go make disciples. So go make disciples. So what is the Christian position is go make disciples. 
What is the Christian perspective? We need to go make disciples and bring everyone, Jew and Gentile, under the Lordship of Christ so that we can be one people in Jesus. And that's the only way peace will come to this world. That's the only way peace will come to the Middle East and in this crisis is that we make disciples. And that's what you and I get to do every day. Amen? Mm. And we get to bring peace to the world one person at a time. And I think that's got to be our thought and our position. So if people try to bring this up in small group and try to make it a contentious thing, let's say, hey, that's why we do what we do, to preach the gospel, yeah. make disciples, bring peace to the world one person at a time. And what are you doing about that, Mr. or Mrs. who wants to talk about this and create an argument? Are you making disciples? Who are you reaching out to? Who are you sharing the gospel mm-hmm. with? Because here's the thing. People that like to talk about contentious topics and bring up debatable things, they're typically not making disciples. <laughs> they're just interested in stuff and you know blogging you know but we need to be making disciples and if we're doing that we are a part of the solution rather than part of the problem so leaders let's turn our people to making disciples and reaching out and bringing peace to the world one person at a time which brings us to our discussion for this uh, for today uh, which is about the armor of god because in order to stand against the enemy's attacks and to bring the kingdom of god to the earth one person at a time we have to keep our battle armor on we need to have our armor on because we are fighting a spiritual battle and in this week's message we talked about the belt of truth which helps us discern truth from lies and, and how to live faithfully. The belt held, not just holds our, our pants up, it, but in the Roman armor, it held the armor together and it made, it made them able to move and fight effectively. We need truth girded around our waist. And that's God's truth, the Word of God. The second thing is the breastplate of righteousness. And the breastplate protects the vital organs and it's not just, uh, it, it's, it's vital for the, the soldier's army. And we understand that we are righteous in Christ, but God also calls us to live righteously. So it's not just Christ's imputed righteousness, but it's our own righteous living according to God's word that enables us to withstand the attacks of the enemy. And then lastly is the shoes that come from the gospel of peace. That is the gospel that, that gives us peace with God, which is our confidence in this life, that we recognize that he is for us, not against us. But it's also the gospel that we go and proclaim because Jesus said, beautiful are the feet that carry the gospel. And so we need to carry the gospel of peace in our own hearts and then carry it to other people to bring peace to the world, as I said, one person at a time. And we need to have these um, elements of the, of, of the armor on us at all times. The Apostle Paul said, put on these three elements, and it needs to be with us at all times. And so, as we lead into this discussion, I want us to be thinking, you know, what, what, which of these elements of armor do we need to work on, or how does this apply to us? And uh, so, I'll turn it to you, Lexin, you know, as you reflect on the weekend sermon, the main thought in Scriptures above, what is the Lord highlighting to you, and why? Yeah, no, I mean, well said, Pastor Billy, and I think even just looking at these three pieces of armor, first and foremost, the belt of truth is so important, because as someone that's younger, we're on Instagram and social media a whole lot, Mm. and what we see is a lot of either distorted truth or half-hearted truth, or maybe even biased truth, Mm -hmm. so even being having the belt of truth in God's word as our foundation, that'll allow us to see between the lies and what's, what's real and what's not, so I think having that is super important, and even the breastplate of righteousness. I was reflecting on this, and a part of me was like okay so does that mean i need to be righteous and perfect and i'm like oh no wait righteousness is living a life of daily repentance Mm. so even when we are pointing fingers at other people especially with the divisive things going on yeah sometimes we need to ask ourselves okay but i'm pointing at the stuff that i need to deal with and god what are you dealing with in my heart so even when it comes to putting on that breastplate of righteousness it's a daily thing that's right so even when it comes to daily putting on the armor it's daily repentance even our own heart because i mean it's so easy for people to get angry and point fingers at somebody else but sometimes we just got to say you know what god i'm going to point instead of pointing at that person i'm gonna point it to jesus yeah 
So that's just some stuff that stood out to me. And then lastly, the shoes that comes from the gospel of peace. I'm seeing so much division happening at Harvard and other college universities. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think the importance is, is being the peacemakers and being willing to go and make disciples and actually have conversations with these people. Because that's where the truth comes. That's where transformation happens. And that's where Jesus is shared. So... No, it's so true. I mean, you, you brought up a good point. You know, what, everything that we see in the media is biased. Yep. It's it's biased in one way. Or, you can't help it. I mean, we're all biased. We try to be objective, but you can't help it. We bring our own presuppositions and our you know beliefs into things as we as we think, and that's why we need to bring it to God in prayer and to submit everything to His truth. God, what do you think about this situation? Yep. Like, what, how should we respond? And honestly, as I've prayed about this Israel Palestine thing, I, I just felt the Lord remind me of that Galatians three eight uh, three twenty eight passage that I read that the only source of true reconciliation is Christ. Right. You know, because here, here's one of the things, right? The, the Jews say that they, 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 they own Jerusalem, right? It's their right, and they can build their temple, and, you know, there's discussions about building a third temple in Jerusalem, but the Muslims say, no, that's our land, and we want to build our temple on it and all that. But here's the truth. Revelation 21 tells us that the holy the, the heaven heaven is going to come down to earth and right. God's going to establish his temple mm. in Jerusalem. It's not an earthly temple either Jews or Muslims, it's the kingdom of God from heaven bringing the temple down right. and establishing it. That's the truth, right? Mm. So we can say well who owns it? God does. Yep. Right? And it's in it's his kingdom. And and in in Christ we are heirs of Abraham's seed. We are Abraham's seed. The church is. And so it, it's 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 not us versus them it's it's the gospel it's the kingdom of god that should prevail and um and that's the the truth that we have to understand because you know we can easily take one side over the other but i think the side we need to take is jesus's side right who said go preach the gospel go make disciples because in christ we are abraham's seed and um you know even thinking about the breastplate of righteousness you know we we recognize that you know whenever we've done de- demonic deliverances and i've done a lot mm. over the years there was always sin at the core of it, yep. right? Where the breastplate is cracked and breached because of some level of sin. And before we can drive out that demon, we always have to deal with that area of sin. So you brought up a good point. While we're not perfect, we can't leave gaping holes of sin in our lives yeah, and say, right. well, that's just the way that I am. I am mm-hmm. a bitter person. That's just the way that I am. I'm a lustful person. And just leave those gaping holes in our breastplate. Otherwise, the enemy is going to come in. Right. Whenever we've cast demons out of people, we got to get them to repent, like you said, mm-hmm. close that hole, and then the demons have no, no choice but to flee. And so righteousness is a big deal. And, mm-hmm. and, and I think we live in a culture that is telling us to live for your pleasure, live for yeah. sex, live for this, and, and just who cares about righteousness, right? But, but the Bible is very clear. If we're going to win in this spiritual battle, we got to have a, the breastplate of righteousness on and which daily repentance, as you pointed out. And so I think that's, that's really important there. Um, Alexa, which of the elements of the armor, second question there, uh, listed above, do you need to apply to your life? How do you think you can begin applying them more consistently? Explain. I would think probably all three of them. Um, but I would say if I would choose one out of the three, I'll probably say the breastplate of righteousness. And I think even one practical thing I can do is even ask my wife, where can I repent of or what can you see in my life <laughs> that, that I need bring to deal with? In. Oh, in she's coming. We yeah, have no, a I'm special guest. <laughs> Tell us where Alexa needs more righteousness in his life. We're going to yeah. be here for an hour if that's okay, the case. Yeah. But, it's going to be a long podcast. <laughs> yeah. But I think, I think for me specifically is just working on, on, just always asking myself, where can I grow and what I need to repent of? Even within things within my heart, whether it's pride, lust, anything of that sort. But I think from there, and then obviously once I actually do that, then I got to always focus on the mission and asking, 
Who can I spread or share the gospel with today? Mm -hmm. Who can I meet with today? Who can I pray for today? Because we are living in a dark world. And I love what you said, where people are focusing on specific nations and kingdoms. But the real kingdoms, it's the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. Yes. So I think when it comes to putting on that spiritual armor, I think it's all three. Because if we're going to be victorious in this spiritual battle, I personally have to make sure that I always remind myself I need all three. The belt of truth, yep. whether it's a Gucci belt or not, I don't know. <laughs> but it's the breastplate of righteousness and then also the shoes that comes from the gospel. And your Gucci piece. shoes too. Ah, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Look like Coach That Prime. looks gaudy to me. I don't like these things. But anyway, <laughs> um, you know, I think one thing that really stands out to me too is just the, the shoes of the gospel of peace. You know, as I was pondering on this, like... When we understand the gospel that Jesus Christ loved us and died for us as sinners, and he gives us peace with God, like that, there's a lot of confidence that comes from mm. that. You know what I mean? Like, man, I am saved because God died for me and to save me. Wow. Like, that's a very secure position. Right. And, and, and to me, that gives me confidence that whatever's going on in the world, because you got a lot of people right now saying, oh, this is the, the beginning of World War III. Yeah. It's, you know, we're all going to, the world's going to go to hell and all that. Well, you know what? I have peace. Because, like, mm. dude, if, if nuclear war happens, shoot, I'm going to wake up in heaven. So, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, it's whatever happens, I'm, I'm good. You know, I just got back from a long travel to South Africa with a lot of you know turbulence on the plane man i sleep like a baby with turbulence it oh. rocks me to sleep i just love it it's just mm, you know once <laughs> once they say buckle up there's turbulence coming i'm like oh i'm going to sleep put my pillow on you know and 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 you know people are freaking out but i have peace because i can't control this anyway if this yeah. plane goes down i'm dead but the peace comes because i know where i'm going to be mm. immediately once that plane hits mm. the ground i'm going to be with him in heaven and there's peace that comes with that and you know if we have people in our groups right now that are freaking out stressed out i get it listen this, this is no you know you know condemnation but but that, that's a sign that we need to put the gospel shoes on like yeah. remind yourself that man you're if you don't have peace with god you can have that today you know mm. what i mean if you don't have that peace that comes from the gospel you need to get saved and really establish your faith because whatever happens in the world if you got the gospel you have peace mm. and, and and then you can walk around confidently in this life and i think there's far too many people i'm seeing it in social media and even in the church sadly where people are filled with anxiety and fear, and that just makes me wonder, do you have the gospel shoes on? <laughs> you know, you need to be reminded, or do you need to be saved? But we need to lead people to that place of peace that comes from the gospel. Amen. Any other thoughts there, Lexan? Yeah, no, I think, I think that's a great point. And I think even in regards to that, I think even putting on the gospel of peace and putting on the shoes, it's also knowing that if it says in the word, you shouldn't be entangled with civilian pursuits, but always just focus on pleasing the one who enlisted you. Mm -hmm. So obviously we're in this, t in this series titled Battle Ready. So every moment that we see, even in the midst of division and all these things that are happening in the world, we see it as another opportunity to just fight for God and just continue to win souls to the kingdom. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, let me tell you this, like even with what's going on with Israel and Palestine, it is making people question even more about theology and the Bible. And even my wife was even asking, like she, she asked, she said, my coworker asked me, why are the Israelites called Israeli? Well, I thought they were Israelites, but it's something small, but you can see how it's kind of opening up an opportunity for you to even bring up mm. scripture and theology and things of that sort. So I think to me, lastly, I think it's just about knowing like whether if it's in turbulent times like you were on that plane or if it's peaceful times at the end of the day we always have an opportunity to bring someone to Jesus mm -hmm. through those conversations and you know and that's the last thing I want to say you know the shoes that come from the gospel of peace as I said Jesus said beautiful are the feet that carry the gospel mm. that we need to be going out proclaiming the gospel the gospel should give us peace but we would be super selfish to keep it to ourselves we need to go out with the gospel shoes on and proclaim that peace to other people so you know leaders we need to be ready to have those conversations with 
people and that people are asking questions, you know, uh, that this war is stirring up, I'm sure. And so we need to gear ourselves up to have those conversations. But at the end of the day, it's the gospel that's going to bring peace. Amen. You know, if, if you have friends or family that are afraid of World War III, man, lead them to Christ. Right. Because we can't control that one way or another. But what we can control is where we will be when it's all said and done. And I know that I'm going to be in heaven, and I want to make sure that everyone that I know and love knows that they're going to be in heaven so that we can all live at peace, whatever may come, right? And I think that's the missing piece that a lot of Christians don't do. We want to get caught up thinking, okay, is is this the signs of the end times? Is this the Antichrist? Is this uh, Ezekiel 38 coming to to fruition? I I don't know. Hmm. Maybe, but let's go preach the gospel anyway. You know, instead of being wasting our time thinking about these things, we should be preaching the gospel to as many people as possible because if the rapture happens tomorrow, we need to be preaching the gospel. If yeah. it rap- happens 100 years from now, we need to be preaching the gospel. But I think Christians often get caught up with thinking about this stuff and not doing the very thing Jesus told us to do, mm. which is to go make disciples. And so I think the shoes that, that come from the gospel of peace, we need to put that on and get out And with those shoes on, go preach the gospel to as many people as possible. Amen. Amen. And, uh, you know, last thing I'll say about this, you know, in in the month of October, we're kind of dedicating a month of prayer. We have our Seek Week coming up the last week of October. We have Saturday prayer um, at at the main campus. And I just want to encourage us, you know, sometimes we can feel helpless in the midst of what's going on in the world. One thing we can do is pray. And I know that many times we say, well, I don't see any results. Well, it's not for us to see the results. It's for us to be obedient to pray. And so let's pray. Let's pray for peace in the Middle East. Let's pray for, for, for the, stop, the, the, the stopping of the killing of innocent life. Let's pray for people to get saved. I'm, yeah. I'm praying that, that Jesus in dreams and visions will show up to Palestinians. I'm praying that he will show up to Israelis and that reconciliation can happen in Christ. Right. Just as Jesus showed up on the road to, with Paul in, on the road to Damascus. I'm praying that Jesus will show up in dreams and visions. And you hear that happening in a lot of places in the Middle East. That's what we need to happen more, have happened more, that Jesus would show up and bring an end to this war through reconciliation, through the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so let's pray together for that, everyone. And let's believe God for great things to happen. But let's go preach the gospel and bring Mm. peace to the world one person at a time in Hawaii and let that cascade out to the nations of the world. Amen. Amen. So leaders, have have a great small group this week. And let's not let our small groups devolve into controversial discussions. Let's talk about us and what we need to do as Christians to live as as ministers of the gospel here in, in our state and let it cascade out from there. Amen. Well, thank you for all that you do. We love you, and let's be ministers together. God bless you. God bless you.